What's going on, guys? Welcome back to MST episode five, right, Eric? Yep. All right. <laughs> we lose track pretty easily. Um, so we're here with Eric, obviously, unfortunately, and <laughs> we're here with Eric's friend from Stonehill, Terry, uh, a football player. Uh, so he's here today. He's going to tell you a little bit about his story. Um, we're just going to start off by uh, asking him, like, so what was that defining moment for you when you when you fell in love with the game of football? Uh, I don't I don't know about a specific moment. I've had a lot of cool just sports moments in general. I'd say yeah. probably like the like the coolest football moment for me was honestly probably back to my junior year in high school. We were in uh, we had a playoff game, and it was probably like the first time my school made it to the playoffs in like something like ten years or whatever. We went to overtime and I had, I had a game winning touchdown, which was which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's dope. So, did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I was um I played three sports. So I was football, basketball, baseball my whole life basically. Yeah. All right, that that's fire. Um, so You're like all around athletes on this, on this podcast. <laughs> One sport athletes are weak, like me. Like <laughs> Jake. <laughs> But uh, anyways, so um, when did you actually start playing football? Um, I started, I was 10 the first time I ever played. I lasted about a week and a half and quit. <laughs> I, went back to, <laughs> I went back to playing soccer because that was a lot easier. And then I think I was 12 or 13 when I went back and then I actually stuck with it. I remember when I first started playing, the helmet hurt my head. And I remember I couldn't stand it, that's so why I quit. <laughs> All right. When when Eric when Eric first started playing, he peed in his cup. <laughs> I can say I never did that. That was the best. <laughs> that's how we knew. <laughs> well, that was the best story though. That you, when your when your dad told me that, Eric, I was like, what? <laughs> you say no. Someone's gonna be a good football player. <laughs> He used to he used to be like he used to piss in his cup because he thought it was meant for peeing in, and his dad would be like after every game he'd be like, "Why do you smell like piss?" So, uh, yeah. Can you confirm Basically, this? Are you serious? Uh, I will not deny it. Or confirm. Um, uh, oh, so man. yeah, I guess. The point of that is uh, every good football player has their defining moments, like, uh, like you know, pissing pissing cup. And, and Terry's helmet. His head. Dude, the helmet, like the helmet pain's a real thing, though. I've never heard anyone pissing in their cup. <laughs> and the best part is, it wasn't like one time. It was just like he had to go. He had to go. <laughs> Well, dude, what are you supposed to do when you're on the field and you get no, nowhere to go? Like, come off the field and go to the bathroom somewhere. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, Terry, did you start when you started playing football? I got a chance to subject here. When uh, when you started playing football, did you like immediately play quarterback? Like, uh, no. So when I first played, I think I played um tight end and uh, defensive end. My first like two years, and uh, the reason I started play- so we had this one play 
it was like a tight end pass to me, and I was wide open every time we ran in like in practice. And the second we'd get into a game, we'd run the play, and the quarterback would never throw me the ball. He'd always like run it himself. So I, I, I don't remember. I was like 12 or whatever, but I told myself like if I would ever play quarterback, I would like pass the guy the ball that's always wide open. So that <laughs> that's actually why like I went for it and decided to start playing quarterback. So I think I was like probably like sixth, seventh grade when I started. Okay. And then you play all the way up through high school? Yep. Quarterback. Did you play any defense? No, they never let me. I wish. That's so weird because every time <laughs> at our high school, all the quarterbacks played safety. Yeah. Right, yep. But our high school was trash, so. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to, but they never never let me. Um, you want to talk a little bit what it was like? Uh, you, I remember you taught me your coach uh, was played for the – was it the Patriots? Yep, yep. So my coach, uh, Vernon Crawford, he played on the Patriots, I think only like two or three years. But he went to uh, he went to Florida State, won a national championship, and then got drafted by the Pats. And then I think it was only like two or three years. He was like a special teamer guy, played outside linebacker, special teams. And then he like messed up his neck, which kind of was like the end of his career. But so yeah, he, he was a coach of my high school. Dude, dude's huge, like. Six six, just just a house straight out of Texas. Great guy, but he, he's a he's a nut. He's a he's an intimidating looking dude too. <laughs> straight out of Texas. He was, so he obviously he knew his shit, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he knew what he was doing. But like, I remember the first time meeting him freshman in high school. I was just a skinny little like five ten, hundred twenty pound kid, whatever, and I could not understand a word coming out of this guy's mouth for like the first week. He had this thick like southern draw and he was like i can't even do it he was like what you doing i was like huh (laughs) i was like what is this guy so for the first like week and a half i'm just nodding my head saying yes to this guy having no idea what he was saying but (laughs) eventually i figured it out but he was he was a good coach Uh, he was he had some fire to him like i don't know he's a good coach he's solid all right. What do you think? Uh, I thought this was like a pretty good question. I thought thought about. Um, what do you think makes like a good quarterback? Like for the kid, like if there's any kids listening, like what would you give them for like tips? Uh, yeah, that is a good question. I'd say, um, I think the most important thing about playing quarterback is knowing what everyone is doing and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like all the intangibles physically, like you either have that or you don't. You know, you can also work on that to develop it, but. I think the mental side of playing quarterback is definitely the most important part. Like when I'm on the field, I need to know exactly what everyone's doing it and why they're doing it because that makes everything easier for me. If I understand why you're running around this way, this depth, this many steps, then that just makes everything easier. And then I think it's important to know the offensive line, what your running back's doing because like you're the quarterback, you need to be in charge and in control of, of everything. So I definitely say know the mental aspect of the game. All right. <laughs> Eric always wanted to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's no. my ass too <laughs> no, I mean you could have. You had the arm, but <laughs> no, it was uh, what was it? Justin tells me this story all the time, where you wanted to be tight end, and then you dropped the milk carton, <laughs> like right after you oh, said yeah. it. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> um so 
I guess uh, I wanted. So, did you go to like football camps? Like, ex- like I kind of talked about a little bit in my story, but we haven't had mm-hmm. another football player on. So, like, what did you do to like kind of get recognition? Yeah. So, like for football, I never. For me, in high, I always thought baseball was gonna be like my path, like in, yeah. like growing up and everything. So I did a ton of baseball camps, not a ton, probably did like five or six, like, you know, legit ones. I went to Holy Cross a ton. But for football, I didn't do a single camp, which was probably hurt, hurt myself recruiting wise. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I never, I never did a camp, which, which is why I walked on at Stonehill because no one had any idea who I was. (laughs) Yeah. You want to talk about that, uh, that walk on process, what it was like? Yeah, so, so when I first, so it really came down to like me picking a college. I had like seven or eight top colleges, right? And I only got into two out of the eight. So I really, and it was St. A's and Stonehill. And I absolutely hated St. A's. So really Stonehill was <laughs> the place to go. Well, I was well, in the top two if you hated it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not ideal. Well, I guess a backtrack too. So I got recruited um, by Bentley to play quarterback there, actually, and I didn't get in grades wise. I got waitlisted, and then I didn't end up getting in. So I guess going into that, I was like, I was like sick. I'm going to Bentley. I didn't really need to look at any other schools. I kind of had my mind made up. And then out of nowhere, I just the football coaches stopped responding to like my phone calls, texts, and all that. Ouch. So I re- yeah, I really just got like stood up. Coaches do that too often. Yeah, it was it was tough. Like I was I was really excited. So then I ended up going to Stonehill, right? And I was I knew I had to play a sport. Like I'd walk by sometimes seeing seeing you guys at practice. I was like, man, I I want to be out there. So I reached out to Coach Gardner, and it really wasn't easy. I honestly emailed this guy probably like three times a week. He honestly never answered any of them. I show up at his office probably every day for like two weeks until they finally gave me a tryout. And that's kind of how it all went down. And you're also going to walk on the baseball team, right? Yep. So like I said, baseball, I always thought was, was my route. It's, um, it's kind of, you could say it's in my blood. My dad played professional ball. He played double A ball for um, the Yankees. He was drafted out of high school. My grandfather, he played, um, I think it was triple A minor league ball for like the Red Sox and Dodgers. So I kind of always thought that, you know, baseball was going to be the route that I took. So, so when I came to Stone, I was saying, I was like, why not? I could just walk on to both. So I had, I talked to the baseball coach, you know, I pitched for him, threw for him, but that ended up not really falling through. I just chose not to pursue it anymore, but yeah. Um, wait, didn't you say your grandfather knew, he knew someone, right? Yeah, my grandfather, um, uh, Ted Williams, I think that's it here. Yeah, him and uh, – I honestly don't even know how they met. He just told me this recently. But, yeah, my grandfather knew Ted Williams. I guess in his book he refers to my grandfather in his book as, like, uh, his hard-throwing righty from Pawtucket or whatever. But So, like, my parents both met and my, my sister met Ted Williams before he, before he passed away. But – yeah, that's that's pretty sick. So my my family's got ties to baseball. So my dad, like with the Yankees, he played with Jeter. Uh, Andy Pettit oh. was his roommate. Mariano Rivera. What? So he knows he knew all those. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if you think about it, those great Yankees teams were late '90s, early 2000s, right? So all those guys yeah. were in the farm system all at the same time as my dad. 
So my dad graduated in 90, got drafted that year, right? Mm -hmm. So then he was in the Yankees farm system from like 91 to like 96 or something like that. So, you know, he played with all those guys coming up. That's sick. And you would think, like, when you look at, like, um, I don't know, just nowadays, like, you see LeBron James, and then you look at his son, obviously his son's following in his footsteps. Um, Just, like, that's for an example. But, like, you would think, like, your family has all these ties to baseball. You would stick with baseball. But, like, obviously football becomes more of your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get – you, you know, you don't get really recruited as much as you would have hoped for football. And you go and you talk to coaches at Stone Hill and you walk on. And not a lot of kids make it as walk-ons. So that's why I thought your story was pretty interesting because, um, yeah, okay, it's a Division two school, blah, blah, blah. Division two football is still very good. But if, like, for, like, you to, like, walk onto a school like that, I mean, it takes a lot of guts because – if you don't make it and you don't get any football money, like, at all, then, you know, it hurts. Like, that's tough. You're paying a lot of money for school. Mm. So, you know, then if you do make it, you have a chance to earn a scholarship at some point. And, like, obviously that's going to help you. So um, maybe talk about, like, that risk kind of a little bit that you took. Um, and, like, if you had not been able to make it, like, what you think would have like, happened, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean – I never really looked at it as much as a risk. It was more like I love playing sports. I love football. I love playing baseball. I love playing basketball. So for me, it was like I have this opportunity in front of me. Like, why not just go out and go for it? And, you know, I had confidence myself that I was fully, you know, capable of playing at this level. So, I mean, I just went for it. With uh, the money aspect, like, we got a good amount of help with, like, financial aid and all that, but but still, like, scholarship something that I'm striving for. You know, it's a personal goal of mine to get on scholarship. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, if I didn't make it, I'd probably be playing baseball for, for the school. Like, that's just, yeah. like, <laughs> how confident I guess I am in, like, my ability to, like, make it with something. But I don't know. Um, and so then when you talk to the coaches at Stonehill, um, like, like we said, you were a quarterback in high school. And – when you wanted to walk on, did, did they put you through quarterback drills? Or? Uh, so, no. The, they did, but they didn't at the same time. So, really the big problem with me playing at Stona was, so I went in there, they already had six quarterbacks on the roster, right? So, to bring in a seventh kid who's a walk-on, you've never seen play before, really was basically out the picture. Like, they really, when I went in there telling them I played quarterback, they're like, yeah, it's going to be tough. We already have six guys. So it really, like, when I got in there, I really felt like they didn't believe in me. They didn't think I had a chance, you know. So when I had my tryout, I probably threw the ball, like, six times. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, 15 yards away. It was it was not much of a quarterback try at all. So after I threw the ball, like, four times, the guy's like, all right, line up over there. So then they ran me through some routes, and I think I caught everything but but maybe one ball. So I had, like, a solid, you know – I was, I'm just, yeah, I just went out there and tried to be an athlete, you know, and yeah. at that point I was, you know, I was hungry. I still am, but it was like, I want to just make this team, you know, improve that what it takes. So I was really, I was willing to do whatever it took just to get on the team and then, you know, make things happen from there. So that, you know, that basketball kind of helped with the athletic, athleticism, you know, mm. a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But, um, 
So you so they ended up converting you to wide receiver, which is actually kind of cool too, because um you know you think of guys like Julian Edelman who played quarterback um, mm. in college, but then went to the NFL, got converted to a receiver, um which is pretty pretty cool. We played at Kent State, which is in Ohio. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you don't really, I mean, you don't really see it as much, but it's, I think it's a pretty cool story. Um, so I, I want to just backtrack a little bit. So to your junior, I, I believe you said it was your junior year was, or, or going into your senior year, you had an injury. Uh, no, it was back when I was in uh, eighth grade. So going into high school. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about that? Anymore? Yeah, sure. So I was in eighth grade. It was just the start of the season. We probably played – we played, like, two games, right? And I think we – yeah, we won them both. So, we're 2-0 going into – we're playing uh, – I think we're playing one socket. Uh, if you guys don't know, you guys are from Maine, so you probably don't even know what that is. But <laughs> So, these are um, these are some big big boys. They're, like, city kids. These kids are huge. But um, so, we go into the game, whatever. We're both – I think we were both undefeated. So, it was, like, a big game, you know? Mm-hmm. And – End of the half. It's actually the last play of the half. I didn't know it at the time. There was like five seconds left when I snapped it. I had no idea. But I guess I guess I can give a full breakdown how I went down. So we call this um call this screenplay for running back. We're at like literally our own thirty, so it's the end of the half. I had no idea, but it really didn't matter. You know, what I mean we're trying to hit big with a screenplay, go to the half. But the play before our starting running back, I don't think he got a concussion. He got hurt or whatever, so he tap, taps himself out. Some backup kid comes in, right? So we snap the ball, and this kid, a running back, has absolutely no idea what's going on. Does not run a screen. Like, you know, it's just a little dump off to the left side or whatever. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't go there. I have no idea what he's doing. But it's a screenplay, right? So the old line goes out, goes out to, um, you know, block on the edge. You know what I mean? They're letting the D-line come through so they can. So I catch the ball, realize this kid's not running a screen route. And I just see some massive – this kid – we're, like, in eighth grade. This kid's probably at least 6'2", like, 240. This kid was an absolute house. Like, literally grown man out there. We're all 13 years old. But – so I see this behemoth running at me. So then I I start rolling out to the left, right, just trying to make something happen because this kid's not running the screen. And so I get around him a little bit, and I reach out to go stiff arm him. I actually have this picture. On, on my wall like three seconds before I get folded in half but so the kid grabs me by my horse collar and just rips me down from behind right so I as I go down I put my arm down to kind of like brace my fall Ooh. and when I hit the ground I break my arm in uh basically in half I broke the ulna on the radius like clean break broke broke both those bones and then at the same time my um my knee like buckled like like oh. just disgusting my foot was up at my hip at like a nine, it was gross. So I'm down on the ground and dude, my knee hurt so much that I didn't even know I broke my arm or that's how insane it was. I was on the ground just screaming like my knee, my knee. And I go to grab it and my left hand comes, my left arm comes up, but my right arm's just not moving. (laughs) What's going on? And I look down and the thing's just broken in half and I'm just laying there like, why? Like what is going on? And it was, it was traumatic. It was bad. So they, you know, they rushed me out of there, get me into the hospital. They patched me up. It took forever, but you know, I wake up in a cast and these huge brace on my leg. So, so basically, what ended up happening was I got really lucky, really blessed with kind of what happened. So I was telling uh, Pills this the other day. So I ended up being in a wheelchair for like 
like a month because you have a broken arm and a messed up leg on the same time side. How are they going to give you crutches? You know what I mean? So I get wheeled around school. I missed like a week of school and then I come back in this wheelchair and everyone's like, yo, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. And so for about, I'd say three, four weeks in a wheelchair and then eventually they get me onto like one crutch. You were pimping rolling into school. Yeah, I was pimping. Dude, it was, it felt, it felt like a G. Like I got to leave school like 15 minutes early because like they didn't want me to get ran over in the hallways and like... (laughs) I got to leave class like five minutes early. It was kind of lit, but that was, it was crazy. Like I had to learn how to write with my left hand because I broke my right arm and it was crazy. But I guess the diagnosis, what was crazy is like, so everyone thought my knee was toast. Like when I went to see the doctor the first time, he never told me this, but um, so after I get the MRI, it takes weeks because like swelling and all that. And after I get the MRI, it comes back in like, I got so lucky. All I had was a bone contusion. So it's just like a bone bruise. It was like a bad bone bruise, but that it heals itself. I don't need surgery or anything. But when I go back to the doctor, he's like, wow, this is crazy because they do some tests with your knee. I don't know if you guys have ever like hurt your knee before, but they do it and they kind of, it's kind of hard to describe, but they take your knee and your heel and they kind of like click it left to right. So you can feel the, the ACL. And he said when he did it the first time, he felt no click. So he said he was like 99% sure like I had torn my ACL. But when I went back there, obviously, everything was cool, which is you know, a blessing, I think, for sure. Because that could have you know messed things up big time, being only, what, like 13, 14 years old and yeah. blowing out my knee at that early age. So, I mean, it was... It was bad, but like now it feels like just like a bad dream. Like it almost never happened, you know? Yeah. I mean, so like, it's, it's weird that like that happened to you. And like, I mean, it takes a lot to come back to, to a sport, never mind just football, but to, to another sport when something like that happens to you. Um, So I had a similar experience. Dude got Theisman, like worse than that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, uh, my quarterback in middle school. His name was Matt. Oh, dude, in eighth grade, he uh, broke his uh, arm too. Yep, he broke his completely broke his arm, and I and I was literally his um like offensive guard, and I just looked behind me, and he like completed the pass, and I looked behind me, he just laid on the ground, yeah. his arms destroyed. Eric's and, guy um, blew and, by him and just blew up the no, corner. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, it like Matt never came back to the sport of football, and honestly, it might have been for the best one because he's like a track like beast. Really? So, yeah, um, he's he's running track in college, right, Jake? Oh no, he was supposed to, but I don't think he ended up doing it. But he was gonna. Way, he was thinking he, about going to UMaine to run track. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was, you know, he he ended up becoming a really good um, track runner. But um, so to come back to a sport like that and. Um, like kind of overcome like those thoughts. Um, I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, especially now that you're playing college football, which is much tougher of a sport. Right. Yeah. Um, like I, um, I was telling you the other day, um, well, what's cool about that is like, I ended up, so it happened in like September, right? Cause it was still early in the season and I was able to play mine. I think just about the entire basketball season that winter, which is pretty sick. It was like a total like two two and a half month recovery, but I was able to you know play basketball and all that. But I remember going into freshman year, 
Like, a lot of people are like, are you sure about this? People are t- saying, like, rumors get around, like, I'm injury prone, even though it's, like, the only time I'd ever been hurt in my entire life. And I just remember going in being like, like, I don't know if I was really scared because it was like, like I said, it felt like just like a bad dream and it was behind me. But I do remember going in the first couple of games being like, you know, this is, this is legit. Like, there's a chance I get hurt again. But at the same time, you can't, you can't play afraid because that's when, when you do get hurt again, you know, you just got to. Yeah, exactly. So, so now we're back in college. So, you know, you're at college now. You, they move you from quarterback to receiver. Um, and obviously college football is a completely different sport than high school football. So talk mm-hmm. about, never mind just learning the, you know, the speed of the game and from high school to college and learning the different playbook from high school to college. But now you're learning the whole new like position that you hadn't played since you said you played tight end in like middle school, but like, like talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so my hometown's a small town, like on the border of Madison Round. So like the level of competition I played was, you know, it was terrible. It was like D seven something, like or D five, like as low as the low of the low, you know. So I mean, college is eye opening, like playing with some legit athletes, you know. Like we got some, we got some legit kids on our team, you know. So especially switching from quarterback to wide receiver was it was it was eye-opening I remember the first week I felt so out of place like my my footwork sucked I was like I felt slow like I was sloppy out of routes we're doing one-on-ones and I'm just getting absolutely destroyed at the line getting pressed for like four seconds and so it was there was it was a big time learning curve but you know just like anything like you adapt and figure it out watching film so I definitely like my growth from that first day I got out there to the end of the season and then in, into that spring was probably was was pretty it was pretty cool like to to see and just hear what people would would say. I had a lot of people, you know, coming up to me like, Man, like you've gotten so much better and like you just work hard and it's it's really impressive. So, you know, that felt cool to me, especially doing that at a position I've never played before, you know. Yeah. And I'll back that. Like not a lot if you know, if no one knows you or if you're listening, you don't know Terry. Like Terry is a hard worker, and he will, if he's got his like mind on something, like you'll, you can just like see him. Like he just wants to be the best at it. So I, when when he came in and he became a receiver, um, you know, Terry obviously like you wanted to play quarterback again in college, so you were like, I mean, you you did you know your best to become the best receiver you could on that team, but obviously your main goal by the end of it all was to you know play quarterback in college. Yeah. And, um, I remember you, you know, you had meetings with the coaches, you're like, coach, I, you know, I really would like to get a shot at quarterback and you had a tryout and I went to your tryout and, um, he, he yeah. actually had a really good tryout, but it was limited because it was in a gym. Yep. Um, and so I, I just remember like Terry would go, he would go and throw with guys, um, on the, like on the weekends like, or after class, whatever. Um, and you know, this kid puts the freaking work in. So if you want to, if you want to replicate your work after someone, I'm telling you, and I'm being serious, I'm being dead ass. This Terry knows how to fucking work. Appreciate so, that. Um, so yeah. And then, so you're getting, uh, you were before all this, you know, Corona shit happened. Um, you got a chance to, um, play a little bit of quarterback, correct? Yep. Yep. So finally, so I'm going into since the end of our sophomore years, right? So next year will be my junior year, but so this spring, 
they allowed me to convert. So we graduated like four senior quarterbacks. So then there was just two left. So then they allowed me to kind of switch over. So I would make three. So it kind of sucks with what's going on now because I had a good chance, you know, to prove myself in the whole spring before they bring in some freshman cues, you know. But but I mean, I still I'm still gonna get that opportunity come August, hoping that you know we have a season. But so yeah, I'm you know I'm just working now trying to build up for that. The good thing is you know the offense. You kind of know you pretty much know what all the receivers are gonna be doing because obviously you play right. receiver. Um, so you got get a little bit of a leg out. Um, you know a lot of the guys on the team too. Yep. Um, so you know like their speed. You got you got some timing down with them. So like. Definitely have a little bit of an advantage over the freshmen coming in, which is good. Which Definitely. Is good. But um, but yeah, do you uh, what do you look forward to like for this upcoming season? Season, hoping that we have a summer. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> for real. I'm I'm just looking forward to competing. You know, like I feel like when I came on as a walk on, I I feel like I need to prove myself just to the team that I was like, you know, worthy of being on it. So now. I feel like it's I'm back in that same spot. Like no one thinks I can play quarterback on the team and like actually pull it off, you know. So I I want to just go out there, prove and compete, and honestly push for a starting job because that's ultimately I want to play. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, so I don't see why I can't. So I'm just excited to get back out there and show people what I can do. Exactly. Um, Jake, you got any questions? Yeah. Um... I just uh, I didn't have like any questions prepared for this one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I didn't know who the guest was gonna be until like yesterday. <laughs> so I just thought of a couple. Um, just growing up, any guys you liked watching any sports specifically? Any sports? Any guys you just like liked watching it in like maybe like took things from their game, especially football, obviously. Um, so, um, I don't know, Pilch knows this, so I'm a huge uh, Ca- Cowboys fan, which is, you know, oh, kind of, which is frowned upon around here, but, you know, I grew up watching the Cowboys, I love, I love Romo, the dude's a, he's a beast, I mean, you see it now, like, I talked about the mental aspect, the, the dude's announcing, and he's literally calling yeah, plays from the yeah. booth, you know, like, that's, that's pretty cool to me, but, I mean, I never really had, like, anyone I tried to to replicate after. I mean, like, watching Mahomes now, I think, is, like, sick, how he can just throw the ball over the place. I love I love Russell Wilson. I think he's someone oh, I try and replicate myself after. I just love how, how he plays. He's just – he's a fantastic leader, and he just brings it every day. So I, I love watching him. Growing up, I was a huge um, – I was a huge Tebow fan. I love Tim Tebow. <laughs> Cause he just flat out won, so I thought he was sick. But yeah, <laughs> talk about the uh, the party <laughs> when the guy <laughs> Yeah, so Jake, I have this like this sick Tebow uh, Gators jersey, right? It is um, sick. Yeah. So I, we're at school and I, I kick it out for one weekend, and like this is a big deal. Everyone's like, "Yo, that jersey is so fire!" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get us into a couple parties with this thing," and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Should I say what the kid said when we were walking, Pilch? Or, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Walk, we're walking, right? And people are yelling like, Tebow, Tebow. And I was like, yeah. And one kid <laughs> back just goes, yo, Tebow's a fight. I was like, huh? <laughs> we, were like, we were like, what? <laughs> and we were like, yo, can we jump these kids right now? 
<laughs> we we didn't end up doing anything, but that was that was just a funny story from it. Like, <laughs> so everyone's like hyping it up, and then we just started getting chirped out of nowhere. So that was funny. That is funny. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. college experiences right there. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, like jerseys too. Jerseys are a big thing. I don't know. Yeah, like, when you bring it know, out, it's a yeah. serious thing. That's like I my last year in my room, we had like twelve jerseys just hanging on the wall, and like more jerseys just in our closets. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, do you have any like more jerseys? Like, like who are some of the jerseys you got? I don't have many. To be honest, I got a Dak jersey. I um, nah, growing I, up, I used to have a lot not, more. Just stop talking. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. I had um, I had a D Wade jersey growing up, which I thought was sick. I have I one always, that Eric uh, gave to me. It's fake, but you know, it's hanging right there. <laughs> uh, who else? I always wanted a Chris Paul jersey, like when he was on the Hornets. I remember as a kid, I wanted a ton, but I never ended up getting them because they were way too much money. But yeah, I had uh, I had I rocked this Jacoby Ellsbury jersey back in middle school, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. And then, literally, like I got the jersey, and then like a month later, he went to the Yankees. I was like, great, <laughs> no purpose. I, just, I feel like I feel like everybody had like a Jacoby Ellsbury jersey when he was like yeah. number forty six. <laughs> right, he was forty six. He changes it to two. And I'm like, well, that looks stupid. And then he goes and plays for the Yankees. <laughs> I feel that. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have. If you have like uh, one last thing you wanna, you wanna say to anybody listening, a message, the one thing you could leave them with. Um, I mean, you know, don't sit it on the head. Like, just work hard, and that that applies. You know, anything you do, like in life, if you wanna wanna do something, you should strive to be the best. You know, with sports, I think it teaches you a lot about um, you know, like failure and success. Like, you're gonna that idea, like knock down ten, get up or knock down nine, get up 10, you know, like that's, that's a real thing in sports. And I think in life, so I think work ethic can get you far in just about anything. So I think if you really want something, just put your, put your mind to it and put your head down and get to work, you know, and you're not always going to get that recognition right away. And really that shouldn't be why you do it. You know, like you should be doing these things for yourself. So, I mean, sports, I think like I've always had great coaches that say sports is like a microcosm of life saying that, you know, in life, you're going to get knocked down. Just like in sports, you're going to lose games. But that doesn't mean you should dwell on it and, you know, feel sorry for yourself. you got to get back up and go to work, you know, if you really want to achieve anything. Yeah, yeah. real quick, uh, I kind of forgot to ask you about this. Just sorry. But uh, nice. uh, so your dad <laughs> – so, Terry, your dad is uh, now a um, – He work, he's at the, at the church, right? Yep. His, um, yeah, my dad's a pastor, yep. Pastor, yeah. Um, so, like – I, obviously, everyone knows like the three F's in football. Like it's faith, family, and football. Yeah. So like, um, talk a little bit about like what what it was like having a dad and like he's able to give you like really good wisdom and um, I don't know, just like talk about that. A little yeah, bit. yeah. Um, yeah. My dad's my dad's awesome. Like you know, he's a he's a great role model for me. And uh, like I said, he was a, he was an unbelievable athlete. My dad was you know he played professional baseball. He could have. But that's got a cool story, but you know, having him in my corner is pretty pretty sweet. Like he he really taught me what it meant to, you know, like work hard growing up. And, you know, he always coached me and everything. So, I mean, yeah, like him being a past like faith's been a part of my life. Like I grew up going to church, you know, 
I consider myself, you know, a religious person now. And I don't know. I just think it's it's a cool part, especially in football, you know, like you can see it. Like there's a lot of guys that, you know, like take their faith seriously. Like yeah. Say that again. I see why you like Tebow now. <laughs> right. Yeah, like that's why I love I love Tebow. You know, he's like he's just a winner, you know what I mean? And I think I like, for me like bad to say, I guess. <laughs> I right, exactly. But uh I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I think <laughs> like I know it is I think like playing football is like a like somewhat like spiritual like um I don't know what the way to put it, but like experience, experience, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like football is not, not easy. You know what I mean? Like you push yourself and you're going out there again, throwing around. And for me, like, I think faith plays a big part in football and just, you know, going out there and trying to just present yourself in the best way and know that you're not playing, you're playing for something greater than yourself, you know, and trying to show that like gifts and talents I've been, you know, blessed and given with. So. I think that's huge because, like you said, you know, I've, there's a lot of ties between football and faith. And uh, though I don't go to church every Sunday, I do like I do like to keep um, like in touch with, you know, going to church once in a while here or there. And uh, mm. Jake does go to church too, so I just think there's a lot of ties, not even just between football and and and, um, and like you know faith and all that, but even at pretty much any sport. Right. Um, any yeah. Right. Yeah. Life. But yeah. So uh thank you for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate um, it. Um Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh like I said, if uh if you guys don't know Terry and um he's you wanna know his work ethic. He's uh, got a t- that... Tebow jersey that's fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Tebow jersey that one guy hates and uh and <laughs> <laughs> but he also works his ass off to be, you know, the best at what he do, uh, what he does. You know, even in the classroom too. Terry's Terry's like probably one of the smartest kids. He helped me a lot when I was at Stanford. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look you now, Phil. You told me you're pulling like a three eight right now. So I am. Yes, but yeah, don't it's say also a lot short. But um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys. No problem. Uh, hopefully, we can get you on uh, Sound of Stream at some point. Oh, definitely. I would definitely funny. be down. I'll be tuning in. That's a good time. Um, yeah, so this is going to wrap it up for episode five. Uh, make sure you listen to this one. Unlike the last one, you assholes. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to be it. We'll uh, catch you next time. See ya.